Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024. You heard me? Woo, woo. Wah. Gangsters. The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's going to be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody, nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program on the clock. This day is slipping through my fingers, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's because we've got so much juicy stuff to talk about. You know, it is a personal, uh, a personal thing to us on this program because we made the drive just one lousy time to East Palestine, Ohio. And it was about two weeks after the toxic train derailment. And then the, (laughs) where some moron was like, let's light it up. It sounds like a great idea. Right. And I said to Brock, I said, get in the car. We're going to go. It's an hour away. Shame on me for not going already. We spent about an hour there and felt terrible for weeks afterwards. I cannot imagine what it's like to be a member of East Palestine, Ohio, or neighboring, I think it's Darlington, Pennsylvania, right across the train tracks, to know that you don't, you don't matter. It's not just flyover country, it's ignore you country. And now all of a sudden... A year later, we understand Joe Biden. He wanted to go when it was going to be the most helpful, Corrine Jean-Pierre says. He wanted to go at just the right time. That ship sailed. So what's going to happen? Joe Biden is going to, he's going to fly in. They're going to have something set up with one of his stupid little podiums with a glass of water and a, a fake presidential seal on it. He's going to give some res- some remarks that he mumbles through. And nobody's going to show up. And now what are you going to do? You're going to continue telling us that that was the most voted for president in American history. And nobody wants to see him ever. So when I saw this in my mailbox, my email box this morning, rally for Donald Trump, make America great again, East Palestine, Ohio, all day Friday, February 16th, starting at 10 a.m., lasting until Joe Biden leaves. Bring your Trump signs. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's the strategy. You can't pretend when people show up. There's no way to hide it. And it's going to be awesome. 
So you have reason to stick with me all through this week as we delight in what ends up happening to a much beleaguered community that, by golly, deserved so much better. I want to pivot to this story now because something going on in Chicago is worthy of our attention. So you have various cities, right? Various locations, New York, anywhere in California, by by golly. You've got Chicago. These are sanctuary cities. These are places where your Democrat um, leader, if you will, has decided to take the photo op opportunity like Eric Adams did in, in New York. And proudly have people coming. He has people coming in from buses and he's standing there. Sort of like Jill Biden, like proudly standing by all the baby formula that we couldn't get in the United States of America during a shortage. And they had to airlift it in from another country. And there's Jill. She's like, I did that, right? Joe Biden, oh yeah, I did that. I opened up all of these sanctuary cities. Eric Adams, oh yes. Well, until the migrants move in and all the resources are strapped and then the temperature drops and then you have an absolute humanitarian disaster, which is the point. The Democrats in Chicago are none too pleased with this. In fact, the black community is super hacked about this as well they should be. Because they are seeing great replacement theory in real time. Here's your headline. Chicago is hit by the wind of change. Democrats flip on Brandon Johnson over the migrant crisis in the Windy City. As they warn the mayor, it's his and Biden's fault for backing the sanctuary cities. Indeed, 100% correct. Democrats have started turning on Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson over his handling of the migrant crisis. Maybe, and I'm just going to spitball because what the hell, we're open for all ideas now. Maybe you should stop voting in the same suckers generation after generation. Maybe try something else. What have you got to lose? Democrats have started turning on Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson over his handling of the migrant crisis. The Windy City is struggling to care for more than 34,000 asylum seekers bust in from the border by Texas Governor Greg Abbott over the past 18 months. It has spent $156 million on the crisis and still has 14,200 migrants in its 28 shelters. And it's fighting with the state of Illinois about where to build more. Send them home. Go home. That's an easy, not easy, but that makes sense, doesn't it? So then they bring in this woman named Zerlina Smith members, and she's a victim services advocate and a candidate for Cook County Board of Commissioners. She's a Democrat, and she's now blowing the whistle on Brandon Johnson's policies. Quote, we have people who've come here illegally who have jumped the line. Smith members, who is considering leading a recall against Johnson, said, wait, wait a minute. I just want let's compartmentalize this for just a second. So, you have a black female Democrat 
who voted for Joe Biden in 2020, who's saying that things in just three years have gotten so untenable, that are so wild, inexcusable, and financially, fiscally, irresponsibly maddening that she's considering starting to recall the the black mayor of Chicago. <laughs> like, what? cue face melting off here. We have people who have come here illegally, who have jumped the line. She puts the failure of the Windy City at the feet of Johnson, Democrat Governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, he's a turd, and President Joe Biden. Quote, it's a Biden thing. It's a Pritzker thing. It's a Brandon Johnson thing. They wanted sanctuary cities, Smith members told the National Review. And this is remarkable. It means the messaging by the media, by Alejandro Mayorkas, by all the agents of suck in this administration who've tried to point the finger at the Texas governor and say he's to blame for this, even though it's his state on the front lines of this alien and invasion. Listen to what this black female Democrat says. It's not Abbott's fault because he didn't ask for it. We asked for it. Smith members plans to lead the charge against Democrats like Johnson, who's attempting to launch and is attempting to launch a recall. Quote, there's a division in our Democratic Party. It has weakened and it is going to get worse, she said. She sees the radical progressive wing of the Democrat Party dragging the party over the cliff. So now, regular run-of-the-mill, your grandparents kind of Democrats who were all about unions and logic and against rich fat cats getting by and not paying their fair share, they're finding themselves not really Democrat or liberal at all. They're now moderates. They're centrists. That's how far their party has gone. The city of Chicago voters have awakened. The city of Il- or the state of Illinois voters have awakened and they are not standing with our old leadership. This woman added that if they don't, the immigration crisis is going to flip the state of Illinois purple. What? Illinois, the state that first elected Barack Obama to the Senate? has elected just one Republican governor and senator each since the turn of the century. That that Chicago, that Illinois, no Republican has been elected mayor of Chicago since William Thompson in 1927. Do you know how huge this is? This woman is calling for Rudy Giuliani. Come, someone who doesn't suck. Save us. We're sorry. We voted this in. And this is on us. All right, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio program, the passage of time, and I'm not quoting Kamala, the passage of time has voters missing one very specific person. That's next.
So as an update to the Trump rally at the East Palestine, Ohio location, as Joe Biden allegedly is supposed to be going to view, I don't know what they're going to show him. And here is where some moron detonated a toxic bomb on our people because that made sense. There you go. Um, Yes, the location of the opposing Trump rally is wherever Joe Biden's scheduled appearance is going to be. So if you're in East Palestine, Ohio, if you're close like I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, an hour away, I could see nothing more enjoyable on a Friday than to make a road trip and to stand with our brethren who have been crapped on, who have been uh, polluted, who have been lied to, who have been summarily ignored, and who only now, because uh, I guess they think it, the optics are good, only now does Joe Biden pretend that he cares. But we all know what's going on there. This is an interesting NBC News offering. Here's your headline, NBCNews.com. More voters are rating Trump's presidency as, quote, better than expected in hindsight. What do they say? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, so does, um, you know, your country's bankruptcy. Uh, So do multiple wars. So do, you know, throngs of millions of illegal people crossing across, uh, you know, our border. All these things, I don't know, are going to make me feel a little nostalgic. Even Democrats. Let's see what it says. More voters are rating Trump's presidency as exceeding expectations than they did years ago as he barrels toward a 2024 rematch with Joe Biden. So voters are delivering a poor assessment of President Joe Biden's job performance as he and former President Donald Trump prepare for a 2024 rematch. When I say that to you, don't you just want to be like, no, duh? I mean, tell me something I don't know. It's like this is to NBC. They're like, oh. What? What? People don't like Joe Biden's suckery job of being president. I don't get it. Why? Newsflash. They're looking back more fondly than before on Trump's tenure in office. Just 14% of registered voters say Joe Biden has done a better job as president than they expected he would. I say it all the time. Some people will not be saved. It's a fact. I'm sorry. This is according to the latest NBC News national poll. Another 42 percent say Biden has done a worse job than they expected. Honest to honest to God, who didn't expect Joe Biden to be terrible? What has he done? Who is he? What does he stand for? Does he love America? Does he talk about your values? Does he reach into your soul? Does he touch you and he does he move you? And you were like, oh, I gotta get me some of that. No, he's terrible. Don't tell me he won 81 million votes. That's impossible. I'm putting it out there. Just 14% say better. 42% Biden said he's done a worse job. 44% say his tenure has gone about as they expected it would. Well, you know what? We blame you, you moronic 44% who are like, I kind of expected it like this. We knew he was a zero, but we liked him better than that other guy. Really? 
40% of Trump's or 40% say Trump's presidency was better than they expected, with 29% saying it was worse. (laughs) Please. And 31% saying it was about as expected. The marks for Trump are slightly better than they were when NBC News asked the same question about his administration in August 2018. Why, why would you why would you ask this question about Donald Trump, but you wouldn't about Joe Biden during his presidency, which has been an unmitigated failure by design? Curious. Back then, in August of 2018, 29% of registered voters said the Trump administration was going better than expected. Now, in retrospect, it's 40%. Biden's lower marks, however, come in part from disappointment from inside his own party. Yeah, we just heard that in Chicago. Huh. 52% of Democrats say his administration has met their expectations. 30% say it has been better than they expected. 18% say it's been worse. Trump inspires more enthusiastic Republican loyalty, though, with 80% of his party saying his administration was better than expected and just 6% saying it was worse. Critically, Trump also fares far better than Biden with independent voters, 38% who say Trump's administration went better than they thought. When respondents were asked to expand on their feelings about both candidates in short, open-ended questions or responses, Many of the answers hinged on the economy and the border on every front. Here's one. Immigration, the wars, economy, pretty much you name it. He needs to close the border. He's being pushed around too much. He needs to take charge like a superpower, like we are a male Illinois Republican in his early 40s said of Biden. He was passing out too much money and it caused inflation to skyrocket. So prices are way too high. Look. You don't need a poll to tell you who's a better president. Just look at how you feel. It is not complicated. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell radio program, I want to talk about this. It takes Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, really, to sit down and to talk honestly about the ludicrous trans movement. Oh, boy. Next. So we were talking earlier in the program about when Tucker Carlson was talking to J.D. Vance and how what we're seeing now is a movement away from no longer trusted sources toward people who are trusted. This is the natural ebb and flow. This is progress. And I find it fascinating. So welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to have you here on the show. So Tucker Carlson has carved out his own lane after being obviously very publicly fired. He's carved out his own path, decided to do his own thing, believes that the only way in which he can share the message that he believes needs to be shared is for him to not be owned by anybody. I feel the same thing, right? Because when you're owned... There are limits, there are parameters, and there are decent limits on everything that we do. A a culture and a society that is decent has those norms. Tucker Carlson carved out his own path. Watch, he gets all of these interviews. And people by the millions watch what he does. These people are not turning on CNN. They're not watching Fox. 
they're not. Another place where people are finding voices, more and more, Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan's podcast. He has very interesting guests. And when you can sit down for hours on end and you can dive into various topics and, and get into the nuance and the implication and not be handcuffed by expectations by a parent company because you're that popular, it's liberating and it's necessary. So when Aaron Rodgers, who has taken so much heat over stupid stuff, like, I don't know, taking ivermectin, deciding not to get vaccinated because his doctors told him, look, there's some ingredients in here based on your allergies, we don't recommend. And the mob came out for him. And Joe Rogan talking about taking ivermectin, and the mob came after him. And he was like, what? I'm doing me. You do you. Well, these two paired up. And blazemedia.com, so this is Glenn Beck's outfit. Glenn Beck, another one of these voices. And it's great. Has a sit-down, inter- or breaks up this, this sit-down interview, basically, with Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers. And this is the takeaway. Everyone is going to get sued. That's what got my attention. Everyone is going to get sued. What are they talking about specifically? This crazy money-making madness involved with mutilating people's bodies. It's just like it's so it's so off the charts. It's like it's like easy euthanasia. You can't pay your mortgage? Ah, we've got a tablet for you. Just say goodbye to everybody and end your misery. What? That's okay? Well, in Canada, yeah, and and coming to a a place near you, I'm sure. I want to read this to you. Joe Rogan is convinced that the day of reckoning draws near for those who have participated in the mutilation of the mentally compromised in the name of gender-affirming care. Look, this says it right here, and this is what we've been saying. Can we not have an honest discussion about mental illness in this country? Because I personally believe that instead of having 87,000 armed IRS agents, we need to have 87,000 real therapists. Because we've got some serious issues. And they need to be drilled down on. Fresh off of reaching a new deal with Spotify, estimated to be worth $250 million, Rogan told New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers on the February 7th episode of the Joe Rogan Experience that the recent story about detransitioners in the New York Times is yet another sign that the pendulum is swinging back and poised to knock down the exponents of transgender hysteria. There's no other path. This has to resolve itself. We has to we have to close a door on this chapter of insanity. Look, you want to be an adult and you want to do stuff to yourself and you decide and you work it out. That's that's you. That's how I feel about abortion. It's how I feel about other things. If you're an adult, you're able to decide what you want to do. I'm not here to tell you. But when we can clearly see people preying on young kids, that is absolutely line in the sand, full stop, hell no. This is what he says. 
Here's Rogan. Even the effing New York Times wrote a major story about detransitioners. So people who were convinced at an early age that they were trans and now they're detransitioning, Rogan told Rogers. Their lives are ruined. Their bodies are ruined. They can't have children anymore. They lost their breasts or their penis. It's totally freaking insanity. Mm, I edited. You know what I mean? This is what Jordan Peterson was warning people about back in 2016 when I first met him, continued Rogan. And everybody was like, why do you care about what's happening in colleges? These are just fringe things that are happening in colleges. Those people are going to graduate and they're going to enter into the workforce. And it's a new mentality that exists. It's not an objective reality mentality. It's an ideologically based mentality that's going to change the world at large unless we stop it in its tracks. Yes, which is why I wanted to bring up, and I spent 15 minutes talking about this shooter in Texas, who none of the media want to discuss. We don't want to discuss that clearly this person was mentally ill. Why can't we have that conversation? Because it ain't guns. It's about up here. A bright light in a dark place. Rogan was referencing Pamela Paul's February 2nd piece in the New York Times, which highlighted how the ever-expanding trans regime's medicalization and victimization of minors, yes, is not as advertised. Grace Powell, a woman who's had body issues as an adolescent, told the Times, of course, now it comes up that I need to sign in, and I'm already a member. Yes, thank you very much. And we all know what my password is, New York Times. Here's my fingerprint. We're on live television. I'm not a robot. Anyway, this woman goes on and tells the New York Times, look, when I was a youngster, I was scrambled, right? I, d I didn't know what was going on. People get involved in your life. They meddle in your affairs. They try to tell you that they're there to help you. And that is not correct. They're there to prey on you. Brock, send it to me again, if you will, so I can see if I can reopen it. Um, I, this is the Blaze Media. They're locking me out. So Joe Rogan and, and Aaron Rodgers are able to, with massive followings, very wealthy men who've become that way because they've worked hard and they are talented. And by the way, what do they and Tucker Carlson share in common? They tell the truth. Even when it's uncomfortable. Especially when it's inconvenient. And absolutely when no one else will. They will tell you what is going on. And people are flocking to them. That's not working. Anyway, so the reason why I wanted to bring up this whole storyline to you was that there is a shift. And you can see the media reacting to it. The shift in the media talking about what? Tucker Carlson. Crying about Tucker Carlson. Oh, no. Tucker Carlson sitting down with Vladimir Putin. He's a puppy. He's a puppet. No, he's not. He got what you could not get. And isn't that unfortunate? The media know that they are getting locked out. And people are choosing a different path. This is unfortunately fortunate. It is the natural ebb and flow 
when you bang your head against the wall, when you've been told so many times that up is down and down is up, that you shouldn't be able to trust your eyes and your ears, that you don't have the common sensibility that you've used all your God-given life to get to here so far, do pretty well for yourself. No, no, no. Everything that you think you know is upside down and inside out. And how many parents are believing this nonsense and they're not putting their foot down? I'm going to leave you with a quick story here before our break. We had a little personal family issue in the last 24 hours. One of my sons decided to ditch school. It was a senior ditch day. And he used the day to do certain things that were educational and scholastic. I will tell you this because I watched him. He was locked in his room working on a project he had to get done for school. But it was a senior ditch day. And he expected me to write a note saying, hey, please excuse my son. He had a doctor's appointment or he had other things going on. And I didn't do that. I said, I'm not going to lie on your behalf. And he looked at me and he was angry at first. And then he understood. And he walked away. And he knew that there was going to be some kind of a repercussion. Having on your, I guess, record an inexcused absence is a big deal when you're trying to get into colleges. Trust me. So I wrote a note this morning to the woman at the high school explaining my son's absence. And I was honest about it. And I said, look, I want to tell you about this kid. I want to tell you what he was doing. I want to tell you why he did it. And I note he's been quite an addition to this school, tutor students. He's a good kid. I personally would excuse his absence, but I trust wholly in your decision-making as my husband and I work with you to raise five of the finest young men we know how. Thank you for your consideration. My son just texted me and said, Mom, they excused my absence. Now, is that because I held a gun to their head and said, you better do that? It's because I told the truth and I said, you decide. You're in charge. We accept whatever decision that you make. I'll tell you why I think it should go this way, but I understand and we will live with the consequences. We've been told in our country to not worry about the consequences. We've been show, shown repeatedly by a government that votes against us, that doesn't listen to our wishes, that doesn't understand we are financially strapped and we are scared now because of what they've created. And they want you to believe that that's the new normal. Kudos to Joe Rogan and to Aaron Rodgers for telling the truth. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, it might just be the dumbest sound of the day. I mean, who could it be? Possible contenders are limitless. I've got it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. All right, so there's a perfect bumper music for this, all right? Don't you, when you look at the news, when you, when you get it on your news feed, if you're scrolling through your social media, wherever you get your news, aside from here on this radio program, do you sometimes just go... That's a joke, right? Is, there, is this a Babylon Bee? There, by the way, Babylon Bee headlines have been extraordinary lately. There's so much to work with. It's a great time to be in satire and all of this stuff. So have you guys seen the new Joe Biden ad? <laughs> 
The new President Joe Biden for re-election ad. So if you were to envision a vigorous, right, strong, well-seasoned leader, a guy Alejandro Mayorkas says he's got to prepare for. I got to be ready for meeting with Joe Biden because when I know we've got a meeting, I've got to prepare. I'm going to burn the midnight oil because this dude is like a laser. He's on it. I've got to be ready. If you were to create an ad to suggest the reelection of said person, Joe Biden, where would you put him? Right. I mean, I'm no film director. I'm no commercial maker, but I've been involved in television for 30 years. I'd probably I don't know, have him out there interacting with people, maybe exercising, maybe doing something that's, I don't know, refutes the whole he's losing it thing. I don't think I'd put him at a table with a man and his two sons eating fried chicken. Right. Specifically eating fried chicken. This is the this is the doo 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 doo. This just in, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the greatest campaign ever. I've got it. Joe Biden for re-election. Go. Well, I mean, you got chicken fingers. You got you got <laughs> I want the root of making sure I had the hamburger. So tell me about you guys. What you doing these days? Why don't you share about your passion of sports? I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? Are you guard? Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Right now, I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. How about the school? How are y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing about it is the business academy I'm in. We get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we. You're kidding me. Yeah, we went to this small dry cleaning business, and it's just it's cool. It's a great experience. Is that a new program at the school? Yes, sir, it is. It just started just a couple of years ago. You know how much this guy loves you. You can just feel it, can't you? Yes, sir. Your dad jumped in front of a bull for you. By the way, we dads are hard to raise. Once you're a teenager, we're hard to raise. So you got to be patient with us, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Oh, patient. Oh, my gosh. What was that? That was like being on the phone with my grandma and grandpa back in the 1980s when my mom was on another line and I was on the phone in the kitchen with the cord that was all kinky. That was seven miles long, like I could break out and do the vacuuming with it. And everybody had this awkward, weird pause, right? Because everybody was on the phone at the same time and you'd all start talking again. What was that? You're going to sit down and eat fast food with a man and his sons and then they have no interest in sitting there talking to the president of the United States. They're not impressed by it. They don't know what to do. Dad has to prod the questions. How uncomfortable was that? Only, maybe, 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 maybe to be outdone by what I believe Brock has called. What did you call it? The dumbest sound of the day? Is this now you're uh, now dumber? Uh, something like that. Something, something like, like that. You want to set this up? Because you saw this and you were you let me know about it before dawn this morning. I don't know if it really <laughs> even needs set up after what, the way you started the show about talking about Ukraine spending. Uh, this is what this guy actually thinks. And this is scary in itself because 
It's absolutely 100% false. So here's Mitt Romney, your illustrious senator, the Republican, allegedly, from Utah, telling us how important it is for us to not do anything about our border, to not do anything about America, but to spend $96 billion and send $60 billion of it to Ukraine. Here's Mitt. The vote we will soon take to provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. What? It's the most, sending billions of dollars to Ukraine is the most important ever, ever. Now he speaks in those Democrat absolutes. That's scary, Senator Romney. I hope all of your Utah residents, your constituents, your neighbors, when they look at you, they know that Ukraine, whatever is going on over there, is more important than anything happening in their communities here in America. That is what we are up against. But... If we're going to keep things positive, I'm going to leave you with one small thought. As we pay attention to this bill now with 22 Senate Republicans voting with the Democrats to give them another bipartisan victory of suck. The only way for us to identify the people worth keeping, those who believe in making America great again, And those we need to finally, once and for all, ditch forever and relegate into the waste bin of suck. This sort of vote on this sort of a day does exactly that. We got work to do, friends. I'll get to it here moments away. We'll see you back here 21 hours from now on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Thanks for being here. Peace.